I don't know where you are in this world. I don't know the battles that you are fighting right now, be it spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, any combination of or all of the above. Please hear me. Even though what you're facing is meant to stop you, meant to put a period behind your name, meant to bring your hopes, your dreams, and your goals to an end, I implore you to look at this period differently. Instead of as an ending, look at it as a time period, a rough season. And in this season, I'm asking you to get centered right in the middle of it and dig down deep, tapping into the root system at the very core of your foundational truth and find the strength directly underneath that period to make a comma. It is in this space that you find the courage to continue. This is the focus and the theme of this month. Join me, Power Plugs, in this next chapter to gain some insight that may be of service to you. Our first story comes from one of the most important foundational movies that I was exposed to as a child. That movie would be The Wiz. Now, the reason why this movie was so important, it was the first time I had ever seen a theatrical ecosystem where everyone looked like me. And within this ecosystem, there were people who were clearly righteous and there were people who were clearly wicked. And then you had everybody else who was in the middle. People who made choices to either side with the righteous or side with the wicked, depending on what they believed their options were. And in this story, all the people who were in the middle found themselves in situations that they did not want to be in. And based off who they believed could get them the true desires of their heart, that's who they followed. Let's plug in. He lay there face first in the dirt after attempting to make a stand, declaring that his choice to do so was a complete and utter failure. And then the kind hand of a teacher tapped him on the shoulder and began to instill within him the principles of finding the courage to continue. She started by telling him, you're just a product of some negative thinking 
And the first thing that we need to do is to get rid of all the negative influence that surrounds you. She stood up for him when he had yet to learn how to stand up for himself again and chased away all those that he had allowed to weaken him. Those whom he had allowed to siphon off of his energy and benefit off the work of his hands. As a kid, I had never seen such an accurate depiction of what happens in our society. The scene was both backwards and dysfunctional. Serious lessons masked in entertainment. Now, moments before the teacher arrived on the scene, we have the visual of the scarecrow hanging on the pole in the midst of a garden surrounded by crows who regularly came to feast on the produce of this garden. Now, <laughs> the design of a scarecrow is to literally scare away the crows by outsmarting them, making them think that it is a real person. In between the times that the actual gardener is not present working and tilling and planting, one quickly notices that there's several things wrong with this picture. Instead of the crows being afraid, it's actually the scarecrow who seems weakened, paralyzed, and ineffective. From the context, we can gather that this has been going on for quite some time. He tells the crows, I'm glad you're enjoying your breakfast, buttering them up right before he asks them for a favor. He continues by saying, is this the day that you all are going to help me get down from here? Not the first time he asks. And they reply, get down. You can't get down, even though they know he really can. Because you're nothing but a straw paper dummy. And he starts pulling knowledge from out of his head. He's full of knowledge. But they keep telling him that that knowledge and reading itself is nothing but a waste of time. They go on to say that this is all there ever is and all there ever will be in your life. Stuck and hung up. And power plugs when he starts to persist. Otherwise, they have him recite the crow commandments where he has to first honor them and curse himself to never get down. And then they have him curse himself in song. Now that song was nice. The song sounded good, right? Until you listen to the lyrics. And they called this song the Crow Anthem. He's living by someone else's commandments and singing someone else's anthem. And both are designed to keep him exactly where he is. Powerless, except for being able to provide for them. And y'all, power plugs, this is the real kicker. If you watch back and you really listen to the reason why he wants to get down off of the pole, 
you'll find out the truth. Something that most people miss. He tells the crows, wouldn't it be nice for once for me to get down off of this pole and take a walk in my garden? So although he appears to be just a scarecrow, he is in fact the actual gardener who got hung up playing a role and lost his entire purpose. When you don't honor yourself, you will not honor your gift or what that gift is able to produce. But you can best believe that there are those who are ready to swoop in, steal, misuse, and benefit off of what it is that you're giving away as though it's nothing. And then turning right back around and making you feel like they're the ones helping you out. And now we're about to connect the dots and make the shift. See, he was clearly miserable and he knew that he needed to change things. Issue is, once you take back the pin, a couple of things happen. One, you are now responsible to write the story of your own life. And that can be more frightening for some than having an unhealthy existence. And two, it's not the chaos that you enjoy. It's not the chaos that you fear. It's the amenities that the chaos brings that you've grown accustomed to, that you know once you take back the pen, they're going to take those amenities away. And then what? You face the fact that those who you formerly gave your power to will, as the empire does, strike back. Now the group that our scarecrow belonged to decided that they could no longer live the way or rather exist the way that they had before, pitting them against the powerful forces of the wicked West Side and their ruler, Evelyn. Now remember what I said earlier, that everybody in the middle chose a side based on what they believed their options were. And what I noticed is that every foe that they faced within their journey wound up being on the payroll of Eveline. None of them, and I mean not one single one of them, looked happy to be doing what they were doing. They were on the time clock her time clock. They walked to the beat of her drum and none of them appeared as though they had any choice. They were all afraid of her and it appeared that by doing her bidding over time, it had turned them ugly and twisted and, and evil. Now, as the story goes, in the final showdown, Eveline tried to, by force, take the magic slippers that Dorothy accidentally acquired. But when she went to take them by force, her hand shriveled up. So she knew that she couldn't take them. So her method was, if I can't hurt you directly, 
What I'll do is I'll go after everybody else that you love and care about. And if I create enough pain and enough sorrow and enough misery and enough destruction, you will give me, give up what it is that you're holding on to. Pay attention, power plugs. Her method was if I create enough suffering, then you will give up your will to fight. And this is what she did. She ordered her minions to hurt and destroy everything that she loved. Everyone that had supported her that she in turn had supported. And the funny thing is our scarecrow, the one who's just this straw paper dummy who didn't even seem or think that he had a brain was the one who figured out her weakness and shared this information with our school teacher, Dorothy. And it's from this knowledge from him that she was able to defeat old Eveline. And here's the interesting thing. Once the oppressor was out of the way, once the oppressor's influence was removed, the water washed away the ugly image of all those who served her through fear. I want y'all to think about this, make whatever application that you want to, but the message here is very, very powerful. Dorothy and crew raised the stakes of why they needed to take the pin back. In spite of how hard the oppressor and her minions came at them with the barrage of attacks, they found the courage to continue they refused to quit no matter the cost. And in doing so, setting that example and vanquishing the oppressor and led change, the changing of the narrative for all the people that were in the middle. In scripture, the wise one shares with us the image of a role reversal. And he said that he witnessed those who were designed to serve riding on horses and the rulers walking behind them as servants in the dust. I take this to say, instead of us taking our rightful place in having the authority that we are supposed to have over our lives, we give that power away to negative influences and we walk behind as though we're the lesser. And by doing so, it can bring us to what appears to be the end or the period that, that it's always gonna be like this. I can't see my way out of this situation. This is the end. But we have to find the strength to put things back in order. And instead of things or, or negative influences having the power over us, and in spite of the fear of the backlash, no matter what, win, lose, or draw, we have to make this stand. There are those who are counting on us. We are counting on us. So the challenge question is this. Are you going to allow what opposes you to take away what is most important to you?
or regardless of the perceived outcome, win, lose, or draw, are you going to dig down deep and find the courage to continue? To change the narrative in your life, take the next step. Invest in yourself and book a life strategy coaching session with me at www.beliefinteriordesign.com. Let's start the journey of making belief reality.